Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hey everyone, Steve Green here, back at you with the Make the Grade podcast. Quick question for you. Anybody out there want to learn how to save some money? Anybody want to learn to de-stress some things in their lives? You are going to sharpen your pencil and you got to take some good notes because I have a fantastic guest today. My guest is Shelly Howard, all the way from Southern, sunny Southern California. Shelly, welcome to the Make the Great Podcast. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time coming on here. First of all, let me tell everybody about a little bit about Shelly. She is a sought after speaker and author. She's written a good book. We'll get into that. And she consults hundreds of college bound students around the world. Riley regarded as one of the world's leading college planners and strategy consultants. Good for you. Her groundbreaking strategies help students get into their best matched colleges. Best of all, they graduate debt free with a job they love waiting for them. That is pretty good. <laughs> really good. Uh, she addresses an intimate group or she's standing in room or arena. Callan Shelley to take the fear out of planning and paying for college. She is a mother of two. Good for you. Her son graduated from Harvard, debt-free, quite an accomplishment. Had a job waiting for him when he graduated and he's applying to med school. Now he's currently attending UC San Diego Med School. Sounds nice. And your daughter is a freshman at University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the Northeast, so we don't say Roll Tide too much up here, but I'm going to get into the spirit. <laughs> hey, um, so first of all, let's kind of encapsulate this. You help, from what I'm gleaning here, students do a couple of things. A, get into the college they really want to go to. For B, sure. get through that college without a mountain of debt. In fact, maybe even no debt. Three, come out the other side, four years, whatever, um, with a job that they're really wanting and, and it's all good. That is exactly what we're, our mission is. It's to help a million students do exactly that. Beautiful. I always think of the old John Lucy joke, oh, seven years of college down the drain. <laughs> well, that's Hopefully my not. generation. <laughs> now, no. so let, let, let's start. Let, where do you want to start? I mean, um, in, you know, you've got a book, you're a speaker, uh, you, you know, you, you, you're a, a, a sought after resource here. Um, let, let's start it this way. What do you think is, is the most important thing that a parent or a student, because we're talking about high school, little advanced age high school student, what's the most important thing in your opinion, they really need to understand that maybe they're not right now. You know, maybe they're just overlooking something or they're not putting all the pieces together. Oh, there are so many. If I had to narrow it down to one thing. Well, you can, you can do 10, but you know, okay. let's start with one. The, the very first and most important thing is to have a strategy and a plan. Okay. The worst thing that I have, uh, I see families do by the time they get to me is they wait too long. They assume they have to pay full price and their child has done a lot of things that they didn't need to do. So the child's exhausted and overwhelmed. There is no strategy or plan. And now they're freaked out because time is ticking. 
So I think that the other part that, that your listeners might want to know is, is why, why listen to me? I am, you know, um, I am a best-selling author and, but more importantly, I'm a mom, just like, you know, I'm a parent Mm -hmm. and this all started when my son came home from eighth grade. Now keep in mind, we were talking that college is just the next step after high school in our family. Cause I was the first to go to college and my parents were not sure it was necessary. Mm. So I just wanted my kids to assume that is just part of growing up. And so we would tour colleges as we were on family vacations. We would go to Boston and we would tour Harvard. And, you know, we would always just kind of make it fun and exciting and an adventure. What families that I get to talk to typically do is wait until their junior year Mm. in high school. And they'll call me and they'll say, Shelly, I know I'm really early. And I'm like, early for what? (laughs) 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 Because my heart is beating really fast right now. And it really came down to, I, I, I figured this out when my son was in eighth grade, he came home and he said, mom, I know exactly what I want to do. And I'm like, really? Because I was still figuring it out at this point in my life. (laughs) I changed my major five times. I had no plan or strategy. And it it wasn't the the most strategic or easy way to get through it, but I did. Mm. Uh, When I went back and got my master's, it seemed so easy after my struggle getting through undergrad. But the point is he came home and he was so excited and I'm like, outstanding. So what do you want to do? And he so matter-of-factly said, I want to be a brain surgeon and I want to go to a top tier school. Mm. And I remember turning around, like gasping for breath, like how in the world am I going to help my child, my firstborn do any of that? And even if he could get in, how could I pay for that? At the time I was a single mom. And so it was like double the pressure Mm. feeling like I've got to help him figure this out. So without going too deep into the weeds, I will tell you that I made it my mommy mission and he actually did what I recommended. I went back to school and I got my master's in college consulting. I toured 25 colleges a semester. I was quite obsessed with the whole process. And when he graduated, he had seven top tier offers and Harvard for free. So Hmm. He wasn't a perfect GPA. He wasn't even a perfect test score. He had the most brilliant standout strategy because as an entrepreneur, I built the best business I could ever build. And that was my son's future. Mm. So I looked at it from a reverse uh, than most students, most people look at college. I looked at what is my return on investment? What does he ultimately want to do? And what are the steps to get him there? So I built a business plan for my child. And with that plan, I have since done it 13 years to create standout strategies for students all over the world. Mm -hmm. And that is why I think listeners can, can gleam something from what I want to help them understand. Okay. I'm going to take a breath for a second because there's a lot we could break down here. And by the way, we only have about a half hour, but it's okay. We can go over time. Or we can have a whole second. So let's, let's start at the beginning. Okay. It's like the yellow brick road. Right, blah, blah, blah. So here's the thing. He come eighth grade. He comes home, says he wants to be a brain surgeon and go to Harvard. I mean, not literally, but, and then, so you basically got four years 
not literally, but you have a four year window when you've got to figure this out, you kind of kicked yourself into gear and, and do what you needed to do. What, what, um, what, okay. I'm a parent. I got a child. What, what was your responsibility? And maybe some of this in your book, by the way, let, let, sidebar, the book is called how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money, <laughs> which is a pretty, uh, auspicious title, but having sent two kids through school, it, it is. And I know a lot of people go, yeah, I know what she's saying. It's a great title. Um, again, by Shelly Howard. It's got a pretty cool cover. You can't really see the cover if you're listening, but it's like kind of a mortar hat with money on, under it. Um, so, so what was, you say, your responsibility here? Like you're sort of the CEO of this operation. Your kids, I'm not saying he's an employee, but he had to play a role. So what, 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 what was the parent's role? What would you perceive as a parent's role here that you can share? So the first thing that we did is seek help. And I went to his high school counselor, which did not pose to be helpful. And then I started mm -hmm. looking online and I, you know, this was back in 2012, uh, 2008. And there was just nothing there. It was quite, uh, it wasn't great. The so wake up call. Yeah, it was pretty painful, honestly. And so, and the advice we got was not uh, helpful for our situation. So mm -hmm. what I did is I started to think about what are my son's core values? What are his natural gifts and talents? What are those things that he doesn't have to work that hard at, that he just comes wired with? And how do I incentivize him to go chase his dream? And that, it seems so simplistic, but when you're dealing with a teenager and a parent relationship is <laughs> mm. not always Any, the anybody out there relate to that at all. <laughs> just, just, just nod or do something, bang on your dashboard, whatever, kick your feet out, whatever you got to do. And so, I mean, truly I've had people hire our company just to disseminate the information because they wouldn't listen to their parent. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how that works. You, you could say something to somebody as a third party and they do it and the parents say it for four years and they, they, it goes in one ear and out the other. Incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. I even have parents that are holding their breath. When I tell the student, they're like, that's a brilliant idea. And the parents like, I have literally said that five times. It happens in my world too, in the tutoring and the support world. I hear it. I get it. Yeah, I know. I got it. It's amazing. And, I, and let me tell you something. I tutored both my kids. I, oh. I prepped them for college. I did prepped them with classes. That wasn't always pretty. That was not always pretty. Okay. So you defined roles, you, you researched, you went out to what you thought were going to be uh, trusted sources or for lack of a better term. Is this one of these like sort of necessity was um, the mother of invention kind of thing? Like, because you didn't find a solution from what you expected to be kind of professionals, um, you had to figure it out on your own. I'm, I'm kind of getting that sense. Well, and I was raised by two entrepreneurs and College Ready happens to be my seventh business I've started. Wow. So I went from a very entrepreneur uh, mindset of it's not there. So let's go make it happen. It's I, I just I kind of went into what my gift and talent is, and that is mm -hmm seek information and wisdom, and then do something about it. And that's exactly what I did. Now, keep in mind, my firstborn did exactly what I asked of him with only a little grumbling. He, he definitely is not like all my other children. So I have his younger sister 
and she had more of an opinion. And then I have two stepchildren who definitely have more of an opinion. So mm. I, I've done this hundreds of times and your children are way easier than doing it for my children. So, um, you know, as a parent, how that is. So those are the things that we had to get really clear on. And then we really started to focus on who are they and why does it matter? Because I didn't want to build a student just to get into college. I wanted to build a process and procedure for them to be successful when they graduated from college. And that is starting with the end in mind, what career or lifestyle does that student want? I have lots of students who start with me as an art major and their parents are kicking and screaming. And then once we help them to see they can own an art gallery or a marketing company, the parents are much happier and the student realizes that money is important. So sometimes it's helping gently walk the, the student through some of the things that they've never been taught, because if it's not taught at home, I promise you, it's not taught at high school. No, well, and you can debate if it's even their role or not, but re- either way, it's not being taught. Correct. I, yeah. I agree with you there. And I'm not pointing fingers, but I think that, that's been a debate on this podcast multiple times, like kind of the role. Why, why aren't high schools teaching SATs and ACTs? It's right. obviously important to get into college, but why don't they deal with it? Well, it's not their job. It's not in the state curriculum. Correct. Public schools are beholden to a state curriculum. And this, I know this is sidebar, but since you brought it up, I just want to clear this because <laughs> I get asked this all the time. Private schools could do it and may, you know, parochial schools or private schools or independent schools. But uh, but public schools generally have a curriculum, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic goes back to Rockefeller and Schwab and those guys. Um, OK, so with the outcome in mind, I don't know what the statistic is anymore. Um, four or five times. What did you say? You changed your major. How many? I did it five times, five different majors mm-hmm. and seven different businesses. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to suggest those businesses weren't successful, but it took you a while to land somewhere where you really had passion. I had passion, all of them. They all landed in my lap and I just was willing to jump in and make it happen. So for me, I never quit any of them. I just pivoted and found that next thing that inspired me. Um, I'm very mission driven and, and value driven. And it, it got me really fired up when kids were allowed to pick colleges based on uh, the stats of a football team it, yeah, it, or the school colors, you know, going into debt or figuring it out later was a terrifying thing. And then you listen to all the statistics of kids don't want to go to college because they don't want to go into debt. You don't have to go into debt to go to college. And so it's my mission to get the word out that there are Mm. 13 colleges that are tuition free. This is the Make the Ray podcast. Your host is Steve Green, my guest, Shelly Howard. The goal here is simple. I want to give you actions to accelerate your path to success. Today, we're talking about how to go to college on somebody else's dime, maybe. Uh, but more importantly, look, even if we're paying for it, you're coming out with, with a plan. So so would, would this, um, I, let me make sure I want to ask this the right way. If somebody wants to go to, a, a, let's say, a, a competitive high-cost school, and colleges can get up to 75, 80,000 a year now. They're, they're no bargain. And some schools are a lot less, clearly state schools and you know, public schools. Does, does your strategy matter 
if somebody's going to go to say, I don't, I don't know, Harvard versus um, San Diego State, I have no idea what the tuition structure is there, but I'm using it as an example of a school that's not going to be 75,000, right? Does that, how much does the cost of the school matter versus the strategy just doing what it would need to do? And, and, um, and how, how do you, how do you know? I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? Is this all part of what you're teaching people? Yes, absolutely. And this is, this is part of the college ready plan because yeah. ultimately we have to first get clear on what matters to the family, to some families, financial fit is top. They can't go if they can't figure out how to pay for it, but to some families, they're happy to write a big old check. It doesn't bother them one bit. Then there's some families that, well, I just want them to have the college experience. So I just want them to go to a big D1 school and just sorority. To, great. That's important. We can do that. And then there's the academic fit. I just want them to learn and get the best education they possibly can. So first tell me which one of those three is most important to your family and I know in a perfect world, we want all three, but just like dating, you can't have it all. So we want, we want to, we want to get very clear. Another topic. <laughs> a student, I, I know what you're saying. Students resonate with that, uh, that uh, metaphor. Um, but in all reality, what is most important? Is it the academic fit? Because getting into Harvard obviously takes more work. Than yeah. getting into any state school. Well, because you still have the competitiveness of admission. Right. But right. I, the question that you brought up, I think most people don't realize is this. You can get in and out of Harvard in four years where a California state school is going to take you six years to get a four-year degree. Hmm. So then you ask the question, what is the true cost? Because hmm. now you have two additional years of tuition you have not having a career or retirement started. Right. You're still feeding your child. You're still paying for housing. When we do the math, it is really very clear that a student is better to go to a college that they're in and out in four years than one that gets them a six years to get a four-year degree. Why does it take six years? Is that just the average or? No, our California schools are so crowded here that they're capping the units at 16 units a semester. Oh, so you just can't. Oh, I got you. You just can't unless mm -hmm. you go to community college and then fight Level for those up. classes. And then, you know, now you're paying for that and kids don't want to go to school. In so the you, so it, it's a double whammy. You're paying for two more years or whatever of school, and it's two years you're not earning. Correct. Presuming you're going to come out of college and go into the workforce or start a business or whatever you're going to do. Correct. Um, if somebody just bought your book, which I'm assuming is a fantastic book, it's a bestseller, right? There's a big Correct. need for it. Congratulations on that. We are both bestselling yeah. authors. Did you know that? Not to toot I my didn't own know horn. that. Outstanding. Oh, here, the audience won't be able to see it, but I will show you. This is my book. Love it. Look at that Great handsome guy. title. That's back when I was young. Um, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Um, could somebody just buy your book and have enough substantive information to do this on their own? Or do they really need their hand held to some degree, maybe from eighth grade on, or maybe starting halfway through 10th grade or 11th, whatever their entry point is? Because um, some people, I'll buy her book and I'll be able to do it on my own. But, but what would you counsel people? I know, I'm sure you do consulting. You probably have workshops. Talk about how somebody would engage if they're saying, this is great. I need Shelly. How would this, how would they engage here? 
Absolutely. So I wrote the book for people who can't afford to get consulted. Bottom line is I didn't want education to be held back from anyone, regardless of financial situation. So very clearly that was the purpose. So in the book, it is very much a workbook. First, you need to do this. Then you need to do this. And it's a very easy read. It takes you all the way through. It doesn't tell you how because every student is different. So it would be impossible to say exactly. So I say what you need to do, then the student has to do what they need to do. If they need the, how do I do it, Shelly? Then they would want to engage with college ready is global. We have students all over the world. We are mainly based in the US because that's where I'm from but we do have relatives of those people outside of. So I have some students who go international, some international that come in, but most are right here. So we do one-to-one consulting. We do group consulting. We do online classes. We do workshops. We give away a ton of free content on social media. I don't want this to not be available to any person, regardless of wherever they're at. So the book is on Amazon and how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money. If you type that in, it's Mm -hmm. $14.95. I kept the price as low as I possibly could without losing money. Which is probably less than a cup of coffee on a college campus. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And then Uh, certainly less than a dorm room. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And in there, it gives parental ideas and then it gives student practical ideas. So it's a parent-student workbook, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then if they want more hands-on, I'm happy to um, offer a free discovery call for your um, mm-hmm. podcast listeners. If they just type podcast.collegereadyplan.com. And okay. I will, and then just put the and name. we'll put of, that in the show notes. Yeah. Just put the name of your, your show in there. And I will gift them a discovery call because every student is unique. And that is the most important thing I can share with your audience. Don't do what your next door neighbor is doing. Don't do what your aunt's sister's uncle's brother said, because your student may like essays and the other student may like you know, fill in the blank. Don't compare yourself to other students because you want to stand out uniquely as a student. Colleges are not looking for a bunch of the same machines. They're looking for real students who have passion and care about the world in front of them. So Mm -hmm. the book leads you to what you need to do, but make it uniquely your own or if you need help, please contact me and I'm happy to walk you through that. Let's just repeat, let's just repeat Shelly's very generous offer. If you're listening to this, go to podcast.collegereadyplan.com. And I guess there's a form or something there they can fill out. Say you heard about this on the Make the Grade podcast. Make the Grade podcast. See, look at the word. I'm going to take it a step further. Would you be willing to do this, Michelle? Um, I will buy a copy of this book. I will pay for it. I will send it to whoever. Shelly and I will figure this out. Uh, if anybody wants to just email me and say, hey, look, Steve, I really need a copy of this book. I'm not going to buy a hundred. I mean, the first one. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I, I, I agree with you. I have spent my career. Obviously, this is how I put food on the table. I run an education and training company. But 
I've given away probably more free material than I can count. I lost count of it years ago. Material, time, pro bono, you name it. Because in the end, there's nothing to me more valuable than education and the quality of somebody's life because they got educated. Health, probably a super, super close second, maybe even first sometimes. But, but to me, education is the linchpin. I have seen so many human beings that if they had just been able to take a certain class or gotten the right guidance or had the right mentoring or found their passion earlier would have made such a difference in their life. And I'm not saying everybody's got to be a straight A student. Some people go to vocational school. Some people could go in the army. Some people could start their own business. It doesn't really matter. It's about having the right guidance at the right time to set them in motion. The flip side of that is because I deal with college kids and high school kids all day. I see so many people that they get into the school they want and then they just, they just lose something. They, they, you know, they, they, I don't even think it's a social life. It's just, they, they don't really know why they're there. They're taking classes. It's like, yeah, I kind of liked it. Kind of didn't. They change. There's, and then listen, there's nothing wrong with changing your major. In fact, there's nothing wrong with starting gen ed and then a year later really figuring it out, but you don't want to spin wheels and waste your time and waste your money. Um, can, can you do this without violating confidentiality, Shelly? Can you share one, maybe two case studies of students you've worked with? And let's kind of go people that went a little more in and, and engaged you. And maybe what their experience was coming in, how you were able to help them specifically, and then what their result was. And I assume this is going to be positive stories, but if you want to share a negative one, you can. But so, so you know, walk me through this. I'm a parent. Hi, Shelly. It's Steve. Listen, I got a kid. They're lost. They don't know what the heck they want to do. Help me. You know, tell me, tell me a story or two of some st- clients you've worked with or students or whatever you want to, you call them in your world. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, I think the two easiest case studies is the super overachiever and the one who doesn't understand why they're going to college, because that's the, the far extreme. So I can speak to, I, I work with students from a 3.0 to a 5.0. Uh, last year in mm-hmm. 2021, our students earned over $10.7 million in merit scholarships. Wow. So regardless if you're a 3.0 student or a 5.0, there's so much money out there that people just are not tapping into. So a case study, I can give mm-hmm. you a perfect example. I It was a, a firstborn uh, family wasn't from the United States, they had got their education from another country and they just didn't know how to help that student. Now the student came to me their junior year and they were great that they, they, they had done some solid things they had a great GPA. They tested well, but they had zero standout strategy. And it was already their junior year when they, when they found us, because we start students anywhere when they promote from eighth grade, all the way through transfer students. So, so they we're not separating themselves from the pack. Yeah, it, they were just doing what everybody else was doing. The same mm-hmm. clubs, the same, they were, they were going down the academic path of this is what we think. But there was no substance to any of the essays because they hadn't done anything. They had just done academics. So by engaging with our services, we were able to unveil that there were no essay topics that the student was going to be able to write come their senior year. 
um, once they put down their GPA and their test score, there wasn't a lot left other than honor roll or just the standard. When you say test score, I don't mean to interrupt you. You mean like an SAT or an ACT? Yes. Okay. Yes. Correct. Go on. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. So this particular student, we had to help him. It was a him quickly unveil leadership, unveil core values, unveil essay ideas. So we tell our students exactly what essays they're going to be writing as soon as they engage with us, because the common app and the UC app, they very rarely change maybe in the way they say it, but the, the topic and the ideas. Yeah, they, they've been pretty stable for 25 years. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty easy for me after 13 years to go, you know what, it's probably going to hit somewhere around here. And then we map it out for the student because if a school is test optional and they're not test blind, we need to be strategic about that. <laughs> love, love that term. Yeah. <laughs> and so kids do not want to take a test. And so therefore they tell their parents, I don't need to take a test, but I have to let them know that there are other students in my program that are weaving it into a well-written essay. We want colleges to know that we have taken tests and that it does matter to us that they're a high achieving academic student. So how do you unsee a brilliant essay that talks about something they had to do that may not be easy, like getting a SAT or ACT test date and actually taking the test during COVID. It is a yeah, very- that was a challenge, believe me. I would, I live that. I mean, not personally, but vicariously through many, many students. Yeah. So, I mean, without us, the student wouldn't have taken a test. They, they wouldn't have shared- that they got a perfect 36 on their ACT. Mm -hmm. That to me would have been such a mistake that they just didn't know. They just assumed that school was going to be blind and that it was frustrating that they couldn't share their test score. Helping students best sell themselves to a university who gives them about four to six minutes to read. Yes, they're brilliant. If they just say, I am part of National Honor Society, is it really going to sound like what we help them do? I was chosen one out of 700 students via an essay and an interview to be selected for National Honor Society at my school, which led me to become president my senior year. Which one of those are gonna get you into college? Well, yeah, when you put it that way, it's very obvious, but this is where planning with intention is so critical, right? Correct. Let me, I, don't, I don't want this to be negative. And, and uh, by the way, my guest is Shelly Howard. She is the best-selling author of getting into how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money. I would have put, or both. <laughs> but uh, but uh, she is a, the, a keynote speaker, get into college without going broke consultant. She's available to help everyone get her book. Uh, I don't want to get negative, but what would you say just quickly? We're going to wrap up shortly. What's the biggest mistake? I mean, we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but what's the one thing you would just say never, if, if you can, if you can say never, never do this, that, that you're seeing people do frequently. It's Is so there easy. anything? 
so easy for me to answer. Okay, what, is, what is it? Do not allow your 17 year old to pick a college without you being fully involved financially. Mm, it's like exactly. allowing your teenager to buy you a home without you seeing it first. The cost of college is equal to many of a home and they are not ready. They don't even understand money to them. They're like, yeah, I'll get a loan to go hang out at an Alabama football game. That sounds awesome to me. They don't understand that you don't have to pay full price. Like a home, you wouldn't go up and buy, get the flyer and go, okay, that's the price I'm going to pay. You're an adult. You know, that's negotiable. Mm-hmm. Or even a car, you would never allow them to go buy you a car without being involved. Please do not let them. So even though, if I can kind of rephrase what you said, I'm going to take the liberty. Even though the student is going to basically live this in the school and get the benefit, the this parents have to be very involved in this because of the financial implications and Correct. things like this. Ooh, okay. Is there anything we did not cover that you want to talk about before we wrap up? Any student can go to college. There is a brilliant college for every one of them. How I help students get motivated and parents, this works as a parent, is say, do you want the college to pick you or do you want to pick the college? It is truly up to them. You should get a t-shirt that says that. (laughs) That'd be be a great merch. That'd be good merch for you, Shelly. But that really says it all. That really says it all, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want this college picking you. You want to pick the college. It's 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 brilliant. I love it. Uh, Make the great podcast. Our goal here is to give you actions to help you accelerate your journey to success. Uh, you know, kind of the American dream, right? You go to high school, you go to college, you get a good job. Nothing wrong with it, but let's maximize it. And let's come out of it without being one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars or more in debt, which nationally is crippling. I mean, it's killing us. Uh, people can't buy homes because their debts are so high. They can't get a car loan. Um, it's gotten really out of hand. I don't want to get political and I won't, but you know, it, it you got a solution, right? Shelly's got a solution here. At the very least, see if it's something she can help you with. Even if you even, look, even if you take a $250,000 college experience and bring it down to 150, right? Even, even, even if it's just a partial, right? Because I don't know that every single person is going to come out debt-free, but that's our goal, right? Um, but even if you get half, even if you get two thirds covered, I mean, that, that's a big win for a lot of people. Shelly, I'm going to do something. You want to have a little fun here? Absolutely. I have a thing I do with all my guests. I call it my fave, your, your fave five. Okay. Okay. It I sounds it's, great. Oh, it's, it's, it's super cool. It's super cool. I'm going to just say there's like a Rorschach. Remember Rorschach? You're, 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 I'm basically going to say something and you tell me what your favorite thing is. is it? Okay. Okay. Dessert. Lemon squares. Lemon squares. You make them yourself or you buy them? Uh, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Season of the year. Now, to keep my show, I lose in the place where it's like summer every day, but. Summer. You like summer. Okay. If I'm thinking, see, I'm, I'm talking, I'm thinking like Beach Boys. That's dating myself. You know, like little do scoot and surfer girl. <laughs> I live where they, they actually recorded. That's pretty funny. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. And La Jolla. Uh, we're just about 30 minutes north. Look at yeah. that. The Beach Boys. How about see? <laughs> um, music. 
or band? Right. Yeah, you got any uh, favorite musician, favorite style of music? Right now, Ed Sheeran. Oh, are you are you a fan of The Voice? You watch that show? I don't, but my I wife I've, loves this show. He was on there for like six episodes in a row. No, I my world is teenagers, and so that's just their you know that's what who they're talking about right now. All right, here's one that got brought up to me by a guest. Ketchup or mustard or salsa? Salsa. salsa. With chips. With chips. Okay, you like a little picante, <laughs> muy picante? Well, you're Southern California. You got a little Mexican influence. Um, classic rock or classical music? Classic rock. Classic rock. I'm writing all this down here. It's important. You got a favorite band? Um, actually, so... Yes and no. Um, Bar- Bob Marley is my all-time favorite. Okay. He's obviously no longer around, but I grew up uh-huh. in Laguna Beach, and that's just the music that I grew up to. Okay. Well, get my little reggae groove going here. I remember when we used to sing. Okay, hey, um, there you go. Yeah, government born Simpson. Um, I'll right, see one last one here. Sprinkling or sparkling water or tap water? Sparkling. Sparkling like Perrier. Presanta. Yes. Presanta. What's that called? Presanta. I haven't heard of that. Presanta is Italian for sparkling. Oh, okay. I have a foreign exchange student from Italy living with me. So oh. I'm working on my Italian. Molto bene. Ah. I know. I know, I know a really little bit of Italian. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Let me see if I can think of one more here. iPhone or uh, Android? uh apple all the iPhone. way okay yeah, there we go we, we we're, we're we're on we're in lockstep with that um i don't know i usually can think of one more off the top of my head but i'll i'll, I'll think of one in a second oh here we go. how about this uh i got dessert that's always a good one um bucket list bucket list item uh i live to travel and so my next destination when they open up is australia nice the land down under Again, summer, summer, and summer. Okay, okay. Let me give you a little classic rock trivia. Oh, no. <laughs> what band recorded the song The Land Down Under? Oh, my I husband would know that. Under. I know the song, but I don't know who recorded it. I'll let you think for a second while I do my sign off here. So this was the make, you can Google it real quick. This was the make the great, I'll give you a hint, three words. And one of the last word starts with a W. Maybe that'll help you. First word starts with an M. The Make the Great Podcast. With Steve Green, my guest, Shelly Howard. We had a little fun today, but really, this is a serious topic. I put two kids through school, and uh, I work with people all the time that are doing it, and it is a burden. It can be a big financial burden, and it can also be an emotional and intellectual burden. If you're not at the right fit, and you end up transferring, you do. so it's so important, so, so important to do your due diligence ahead of time. Set yourself up for success. Just the, the tip of the iceberg that Shelly brought out today, I think, can help people be, be the candidate for the school you want to go, right? Get your action plan, get your differentiator. There's so much things that we just touched on. We could probably make a whole episode just about each of them. Get a copy of her book. And if you want one, let me know how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money. Get set up a consult at podcast.collegebyplan.com. Mention to make the great podcast. You got it? Absolutely. We could do like hangman. No, it's, it's men at work. <laughs> Yes, the famous Dolomite sandwich line that nobody understood. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll get into that. Shelly, thanks again. Anything you want to just parting words? I'll give you the last word here before we sign off. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and my heart is to serve. So if you have anybody um, out there listening who has a Girl Scout troop, National Honor Society, whatever it is, I am happy to get in front of those young people and mm -hmm. just love on them and inspire them and let them know it's, it is possible and they can do it. Awesome. Beautiful. Hey, let's see what the audience thought of today. Look at that thing. So uh, everything's good here. So uh, we got some great guests coming up on the podcast. Shelly uh, is just one. I mean, she's awesome. Well, I'd love to have you back, actually, because I get a feeling that we could spend another two hours digging down into this. Uh, I've got a hypnotist coming up. I've got an, who is supposed to help people with test anxiety remediation. I've got a lot of good stuff for you entrepreneurs out there coming up. I'm going to start doing some solo podcasts again by popular demand. Steve, why aren't you doing podcasts yourself anymore? Because partly because I've got so many really excellent guests and part, I've just been really busy to be honest with you folks. Uh, all right. We are going to wrap it up. Shelly, one last time. Mucho gracias. Uh, as they say in Italy, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. And enjoy your foreign exchange student. Folks, we'll see you next time. Do this. Please share this. If you found this valuable, the best way you can thank me, and I think you can thank Shelly, I'm going to take the liberty of doing this for her, is just share this with people. This is not about me. It's not about her. This is about getting the right information to people who need it. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your ex-wives to whoever you need to know. And we go from there. So I will see everybody next time. Have a great week and happy 2022. First podcast of this year that's probably going to get live. Thanks again. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.